My entitled boss treats me badly, bullies me at work, and eventually drags me out the back door, slamming my leg in the door in the process. So I decide to get revenge by getting the police involved and slowly but surely destroying his business. Here's what happened. So this happened about seven to eight years ago. I was working at a small cafe, which was owned by a young woman in her mid-twenties. She was a lot of fun to work with. I put my best foot forward and it had a great sense of community. Almost every customer was a regular. It was a small town near a lot of car and boat repair shops, and directly next to us was a family-owned business. They were very religious and very kind. I loved the environment there and the customers. It was a regular thing to be given flowers and little things like that. Anyways, my boss didn't really have it in her to run the cafe. Business was great, but it took a lot of her time, and she was young and didn't want to be tethered to it. She sold it pretty easily, and the next owner, a big guy that we'll call Albert, that's not his real name, was gregarious and laughed a lot. He told a lot of jokes. He wanted me to stay on. I knew how to run the place and how to make all of the sandwiches and so forth. I thought this would be great, even if I would miss my old boss. The first day with Albert, he was immediately impatient with me. I couldn't do anything fast enough, and he hated the way I prepared the food. Usually, one person ran the till and took orders, and the other prepared said orders. It was a fast process with me and my old boss. With Albert, he messed up every time and blamed my short form way of writing our orders. So I started writing everything out, which he would still mess up somehow. He accused me of patronizing him and finally of sabotaging him. During close up, he would berate me further. I dreaded coming to work after a while, which was too bad because he had me working every day but one. His wife was frequently there to help out and she was always friendly and funny and she really did like me. Albert didn't treat me any better when she was around. He snapped at me a lot in front of our customers and a few of the guys had talked to me about it. He treated her with a lot of contempt as well. One day, maybe after a month of this, I couldn't take it anymore. He called me stupid for some reason or another and his reasoning really just didn't matter to me anymore. Up until that point, he talked to me like I was an idiot, but had not actually called me a name until now. I told him, look buddy, I'm not your wife. You don't talk to me like that. And when I said that, he flipped out. He grabbed me by the apron and dragged me toward the back door, yelling at me to get out while also saying, who do you think you are? I shouted for him to get his hands off of me, and while I was struggling to get my apron off, he shoved me outside. He still had a hold of my apron, then let go just as he stepped back and tried to slam the door. It was a heavy reinforced door with a panic door for unloading stock, alley access, and so on. My leg was still inside, and the minute he slammed it on me, I screamed and fell back. I think he knew that he messed up, but he shut the door on me and locked it. I was shaking with adrenaline and crying some, but more than anything else, I was angry. I got up from the ground and the father of the family business next door had heard me shout and met me as I circled around to the front. I wasn't really that badly hurt, but because I was crying and shaking, he immediately assumed it was much worse than it really was. He put his arms around me and wanted me to come into his store, and I saw Albert watching us through the front window of the cafe. I laid it on thick. I cried even harder. I told the dad what happened in big gulping sobs. I held my leg and was overall pretty pathetic, and Albert saw the whole thing. After that performance, I went right home. I contacted my old boss before anything else. She still had to deal with this guy, and I didn't want to cause any trouble for her. She had pretty much finished up her business with him, save for a few details, and told me he had gotten belligerent with her on more than one occasion, in a way that was entirely inappropriate. She didn't like the idea of me contacting the cops, but since I didn't see a way that this would actually 
impact her at this point? That's exactly what I did. The cops gave me a few options. I could press charges, and I was young and pretty and now unemployed, so I didn't really want to do that. Or the cops would go have a long heart-to-heart with him, and I thought that would be a pretty good start. They took pictures of the bruising on my leg just in case. I do bruise pretty easily, and it looked a mess for maybe a month or so. A couple days later, Albert starts texting me like mad. He wants to meet me and give me my last check, but I told him he could just mail it. He refused and kept insisting to come to the cafe in the morning before opening just so we could talk. This back and forth went on for way too long, so I cut him off and I told him to mail it to me or I'd come with the cops during rush just to get it. After my check, I decided I wanted my record of employment as well. There is no reason I needed it at the time, but I just wanted it. I dodged him for a few days until he sent me one, and it had correction fluid all over it, which is not allowed. I dodged him yet again until I got the replacement. I already had another job at this point, and I just wanted to needle him. Two weeks after the dance in the doorway, I go back to the neighborhood, and I stop by the garages, and I shop to say hello to everyone. They're glad to see me, and they wondered where I went. Albert told them that I quit to work elsewhere. They mentioned the cafe has been pretty slow lately, and it turns out the dad from the business next door had mentioned what happened to a few people already. So, I share my side of the story with everyone. I found a way to bring it up in gory detail to everyone. So I stopped in to each shop just to say hello to everybody in the neighborhood, just to show them the bruise on my leg from Albert. Maybe six months later, I'm in town, and I come around to check on the cafe just to say hi to the guys. It was always tucked way back on the main road. Nobody driving by would notice it and think to stop in it. The local businesses around it were its lifeblood, and without that lifeblood, Albert had to actually close the cafe down pretty quickly. Everyone had stopped going. In a small way, it was really sad to see it closed, dark, and empty. I had a lot of fun there, and losing the cafe and moving on to another job basically meant I lost contact with all the guys. I think if I hadn't lit the fire in the first place, Albert would have eventually ended up ruining that place anyways, but it still feels delicious that I beat him to his own failure in the first place. What an awesome story that is. I'm surprised you didn't get some kind of lawyer involved or try to press charges in some kind of way. I mean, karma did favor you in the end, but I absolutely would have pursued this a lot further than just like a strong talking to. But also, it's so terrible that you got treated so badly. You loved your previous boss. You guys worked really well together. And then this guy comes in and just treats you like garbage. He bullies you around. He calls you these horrible names. And then he has the audacity to literally drag you out of the store and slam your leg into the door. Like, that's not okay. That's also illegal. And he should have gone to jail, in my opinion. I also feel really bad for the wife in this situation. It is truly awful that this is what was going on, probably behind closed doors as well. So good for you for getting revenge in a roundabout way. Going to everybody around that store really did tank his business, and honestly, he absolutely had it coming. If you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out, link down below in the description. Am I the Jerk for ambushing my sister at her wedding reception, all because she told me her wedding was child-free, when in reality, it actually wasn't. So my sister and I are not very close. We have a good relationship, at least before this all happened. My sister got married recently, and she told me that the wedding was child-free. I have a daughter, and I asked my sister if she could come, but she said to me, sorry, but we're sticking to the rules. I managed to arrange for my daughter to stay at a friend's house for a couple of days, since the wedding was in a different city. So I went to the wedding, and I saw quite a few older children, including my other siblings' kids. And I know what you're thinking. This sounds like I should have known from before from my other siblings, but I never thought to ask if they're 
bringing their kids or anything like that. I did ask my brother at the wedding and he was told the child free limit was only for really young kids. The ones that are very disruptive. So it was pretty obvious that my sister lied to me about not bringing my daughter. We went through the ceremony and towards the end of the reception, I pulled my sister aside and I told her that she had completely lied to me and there were plenty of other kids here. She looked pretty uncomfortable and said it wasn't a big deal. But I replied that I deserve an apology and so does my daughter at some point. My sister then got mad and said that I was ambushing her at her own wedding and it's her and her partner's choice on what they do. We eventually ended the conversation there and went off to talk to other people. She sent me a text message later saying I was being selfish and I'm the one that should be apologizing to her and her husband, especially for making a big deal out of this. I will admit that I sent a not so nice text message back to her about her caring more about aesthetics other than people. Now it's sort of blown up within our family. So am I the jerk for supposedly ambushing my sister at her wedding? All because she wouldn't let my kids show up to her wedding. Honestly, it kind of sounds like she was targeting your daughter. She clearly had no other problem with other kids being there, but for some reason she didn't want your kid there. And that is really, really toxic in my opinion. And if I was in your shoes, I absolutely would have done that too. I mean, how is it that all the other kids are welcome to this wedding, but your kid specifically? Oh no, we can't have her come along. That would simply be too much. There's literally no indication that your kid wouldn't behave any better than any of the other kids. And it really doesn't sound like there was any big difference in ages in the slightest. So personally, I don't think you're the jerk on this one. You didn't do anything wrong by talking to your sibling, and you waited until the end of the night to talk to her in the first place. And I am right there with the original poster. Their sister absolutely needs to apologize to you as well as your daughter. An entitled boyfriend gets upset when we tell him to get lost when he's trying to visit and spend some quality time with his girlfriend in the hospital. The entitled boyfriend then tries to impersonate the patient's father, but I wasn't having it. And eventually, I shut him down completely in the funniest way possible. Here's what happened. So I used to work at a very nice private hospital where the place looked like a hotel. The food was great and the service was unrivaled. We were voted best private hospital in the country and this happened quite a few times. And all around, people were happy and they were getting taken care of. The nurses were mostly old school, stern but very passionate about patient care with no time for anything that stops them from doing their job. My job was to focus on marketing and complaints. And to be honest, I didn't have a lot of work on the complaint side, but every now and again, something would come up. If there was an incident, the RNs would usually come and warn me to expect something and give their side of the story. One morning as I got to work, one of the nurses was waiting at my door to update me on an incident the previous night. There was an 18-year-old patient who had a small operation, but was prone to dizziness and fainting. Now, slip and falls are a big thing in hospitals, and these incidents get monitored very closely. Since she was a slip and fall risk, they moved her into a private room right in front of the nurse's station so that she can be monitored throughout the day and night. One night, the tattoo-cladded 20-something-year-old boyfriend comes to visit and forgets that this is in fact a hospital and not a hotel. The old-school stern nurse realized something is amiss when the room's doors were closed and after she pushed open the door, the curtains around the bed were also drawn. Seeing privacy take second priority to a patient's healing and safety in a hospital, the old-school nurse wasn't having any of this. She pulls the curtains open, pulls a boyfriend out of the hospital bed, and gave them both a talking to. The tattooed boyfriend left soon afterwards, apparently furious that his evening was ruined. Sure enough, two hours after the nurse visited my office, I get mail from the patient's father detailing how his daughter's privacy was invaded the night before, and how she had a private conversation with her boyfriend, and how they were unfairly treated by a nurse. I was surprised that an older gentleman would write an email 
mailed to a hospital with so many spelling errors, including such a complete lack of punctuation. But the email address that they sent it on, something like tattooguy at gmail or something like that, was a total giveaway as to who the real author was. Now, technically, I was just able to reply to the email detailing our experience and side of the story. However, sharing private patient information on an email to be unconfirmed is bound to get me in serious trouble. So I did what any sane and perhaps slightly malicious person would do. I called document control and I asked them to pull the email address on file for me. And this one happened to belong to her mom. I forwarded the email to her, mentioning that I received the following email from her daughter's father. But since she is the only contact person on file, we need to stick with the person that we have permission to contact. I then asked her if she could share our response with him. I then detailed what the nurse told me about the patient being a slip and fall risk that requires constant monitoring, about the boyfriend visiting, about the door and curtain being closed, and the nurse catching them in the hospital bed together. I apologized on behalf of the nurse for invading their privacy, but explained that open doors are protocol to ensure a patient's safety, and our main priority is getting a patient safe, healthy, and back home as soon as possible. I ended the mail with the contact details and invited her to contact me if she had any further questions. Well, if the patient didn't know about the incident, they definitely knew now. I am told the daughter was well-behaved for the remainder of the time, and the boyfriend didn't stop by once during the rest of the patient's stay. So, lesson learned. Don't include your parents' details on your hospital file as your main contact details if you don't want them contacted. Don't try to catfish a hospital employee and respect a hospital for what it is, a place of healing and not a hotel. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The boyfriend in this story is a complete idiot. Why on earth would you try to lie and be like, I can't believe you treated my daughter this way? Like, what were you thinking? You were clearly trying to do something pretty sketchy and nefarious, and you got caught in the act. Instead of just running away with your tail between your legs and saying, hey, let's catch up when you're better, you instead tried to impersonate this lady's parents. Like, seriously, that's the dumbest thing you could have done. Because it sounds like this employee knows exactly what they're doing, and you're not about to pull a fast one on them. Am I the jerk for telling my parents I won't be getting a traditional part-time job. Here's what happened. So my parents recently have been telling me to start making my own money to pay for unneeded stuff like expensive clothes or nights out with my friends, which is fair enough. They told me to get a traditional part-time job working at a store or a restaurant or babysitting or whatever. I decided that those sounded time-consuming and boring. So I decided to utilize my good taste in clothing to make money in a more hands-off way. I used money that I have already, remnants of birthday money mostly, to go to a thrift store and buy clothing I knew would be in trend right now and sell them, either online or to people I know, then withdraw some of the money from personal spending and put most back towards buying more stuff. This is optimal because now, as of a month after starting, I'm making pretty good money and this is for very little work. I mean one to two hours every weekend at a thrift store and then another one to two hours to pose for photos modeling with the clothes and the items and then I post them online. And even that little amount of work 
work is something I find really fun. So all in all, it seems better than working longer hours at something I would find boring for similar pay. My parents are angry because I took what was supposed to be a teachable moment about hard work and just ruined it for them by finding a way to make money that's not hard work at all. They demand in order for me to learn about hard work, I need to quit doing this and get an actual part-time job. I see no logical reason to. As I said, what I have going is quicker and much more enjoyable than a part-time job. And this is all for similar amounts of money earned. To put it simply, why would I work more hours doing something I like less just for the same amount of money? It sounds irrational, right? They think that I'm being a jerk and that I'm just being lazy here. I agree that there's a certain amount of laziness involved, but if my system works, it works. So am I the jerk for not getting a part-time job in the way that they wanted me to? Honestly, you're not the jerk at all. You really don't have to get a part-time job that, by the way, you're probably going to hate just to experience and understand the working world. You obviously make enough money in comparison to a part-time job. Why would you go to that if you could just make that money here? Plus, what you're doing takes a lot more motivation and ingenuity. And this could very easily become a business for you, like you never know. In fact, I'm really surprised that your parents aren't just cheering you on more. If I had a kid who was doing this to make money, I would not only be super impressed, but I would also be like, wow, do more of this. In fact, if you doubled your time doing this, you very easily could make double your money. So honestly, you are not the jerk. Your parents are being silly, thinking that you need a soul-crushing part-time job just to appreciate what it means to work hard. Am I the jerk for demanding that my sister pay for childcare so that I can attend her wedding? So my sister's wedding is in a couple of months. She recently sent out invitations, and I was invited as a regular guest, but not as a bridesmaid or a maid of honor since we live a state apart, and obviously there's a certain level of involvement and time that goes into being part of the bridal party, which I completely understand. I want to be there for my sister, and obviously I'd like to see her get married. The problem is, is that I'm a single mom. My son is six years old, and when he's not at school, I need to be home watching him. So being out for hours at a time isn't really in the cards for me right now. My sister's wedding is also child-free. Since it's taking place in her state, I'd need to commute, and I'd probably have to be gone from my house for two full days. I can't have family watch my son since they'll all be at the wedding, and I don't really have friends who can babysit for two days. I contacted my sister and asked if she'd be willing to let my son come to the wedding with me and explain to her that he couldn't be left alone so young and that I didn't have anyone to watch him. She responded by telling me her no children policy was strict and she wasn't making any exceptions. I explained my situation again and said I would need some form of childcare or to bring him with me. I then asked her if she would pay for me to hire a nanny or a babysitter to watch him. She then got offended and said children and weddings are both parts of life and I need to just figure it out. It's my kid and my problem, which is true, but this is her wedding and she's making it a problem by not allowing me to bring my kid. I told her she could either pay for my childcare or I wouldn't be going to her wedding, which all she did was call me ridiculous and entitled. She said she shouldn't have to pay for my child and that part of being an adult is knowing how to take care of that kind of thing. I think that's ridiculous. Money is tight. Childcare is expensive. I can't magically afford for someone to watch my six-year-old and most people would just let me bring him to the wedding. My sister says she's definitely not paying for childcare and also said, well, I guess you're just not coming to the wedding then. My whole family is mad at me for not being there for my sister. So it begs the question, am I the jerk for telling my sister she needs to pay for childcare or I'm not going to her wedding? To be completely honest, I really do think you're the jerk in this situation. Your sister is getting married. You really think she has time to try and set up childcare for specifically you? She is already stressed out about trying to get this 
wedding together. And here you are trying to throw a wrench in the wheel and saying to her, if you don't pay for my child's care, I'm not going to your wedding. Like that is already so ridiculous. The wedding is probably really expensive as well. Do you really think she has money to spare to pay for your kid? And your sister is 100% right. You are an adult. It's time to figure this out. And if you can't figure it out, well, then you just don't go. You send her a message saying, hey, I can't leave my son for that long. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be there. I wish you the best or something like that. You don't go back and be like, I'm not going to your wedding and it's your fault. Like, no, that's not how it works. You can either find a babysitter and show up and be there for her wedding or you can stay home with your kid. That's the end of it. It's nobody else's fault that you can't figure that out. And it's also nobody else's fault that you can't afford it. So honestly, I think you need to drop the entitled attitude. Saying stuff like most people would just let me bring them is not going to help your case at all. You need to accept and you probably already knew this ahead of time that no children are welcome at the wedding and you can either respect that and find a way to make it work or you can make the adult decision and decide to not go. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications so you never miss a video. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out in the description below and subscribe.